When our discipleship course finishes later this term, I hope that we're going to be able to start connection groups again, uh, as well as the discovery studies going forward as well. So please think about whether you'd like to help lead a connection group or be part of a team, and uh, we'll work that out. They'll start either later this term or probably more likely just after Christmas. Do you ever wonder how could God love me or how could God use me? I don't know whether you have that little critical voice inside saying you're not spiritual enough, you're not holy enough, you don't pray or read your Bible enough and you sin way too much. I don't know if you ever hear that voice but if you do it proves you're human and it proves that these verses are for you because we're going to look please at uh, Ephesians chapter 4 verse 30 to 32 where it says do not bring sorrow to God's Holy Spirit by the way you live remember he has identified you as his own guaranteeing that you will be saved on the day of redemption get rid of all bitterness, rage, anger, harsh words and slander as well as all types of evil behaviour. Instead, be kind to each other, tender-hearted, forgiving one another, just as God, through Christ, has forgiven you. So it says here that God has identified us as his own, and he's given us a guarantee. In uh, some of the other translations, like the NIV, it says that we are sealed, and the new living translation here just translates that or interprets that rather a little bit more explaining for us what it means to be sealed that God has chosen us and he's given us this guarantee and this seal or guarantee sets things beyond doubt so you know thinking of a guarantee if you have a 10 pound note and you take it to the bank they don't say well, for the last customer it was £10, but for you it's only worth a pound because you live on the wrong side of town or something like that. There are no exceptions. It is guaranteed it is always worth £10 when you take it to the bank. What you can actually buy with £10 obviously is going down because of inflation. But the value of the £10 is guaranteed. And Paul is saying in this passage that our relationship with God is guaranteed. It is rock solid, nothing can change it. We have a guarantee that we will be saved. And this is a guarantee that God himself has given. Nothing can change this. No sin, no accusation, no demonic attack, no circumstance, no clever theory, nothing that we have done either in the past or in the future will change this guarantee because God backs it with his, uh, his own nature. And the secret of this is that actually our future is so secure that we can actually do anything we like and it won't change. It won't change the future. It won't change his guarantee because God has said he's given us a guarantee and so we can do anything now. So you can go out of here and you can mug little old ladies. 
You can rob the bank, you can commit adultery and other sexual sins like homosexual actions or transgenderism, you can fiddle, fiddle your accounts, you could even be really evil and not tithe or read your Bible. You can do anything you like because everything is covered by Jesus' death and resurrection. The deal is done once for all. There is nothing left to pay either in the past, present or future. What Jesus did is complete and is totally amazing. There's a lingering false teaching that knocks around the church a bit, dates from medieval times that says that you have to go to confession or uh, the, one of the words they use is that you have to be shriven uh, to cover the wrong that you've done since you last confessed, either praying to a confessor or to just praying to God for yourself. And for us the subtlety of this is making us think that actually we're not forgiven. And uh, you know, if we do something wrong again, which we will all do, that somehow that that is not covered, that we're not forgiven until we go through this magic ritual. And uh, you know, that kind of thing covers all the selfish acts that you and I will commit this week and uh, all the times that we're not loving God with all our heart, soul, mind and strength. The Bible tells us they are already covered. Because when we're forgiven, Jesus covers us for eternity, not just for the things that we've done in the past and that we then have to come and ask again and again and again and again. Now, we do that because it's good for us. It, it helps us. But in terms of our eternal position and our eternal future, we are covered. We have this, this guarantee. I know I've told this story before, but I think it illustrates this. Uh, my dad had a brother who died in infancy. The local priest came round to the house, and his opening comment was, it's such a pity I wasn't here sooner to be able to shrive your son. In other words, saying, in his opinion, the boy was not going to be accepted uh, in heaven. And my grandfather was so upset that he gave the priest a black eye. Now, I don't agree with either of their theology uh, or practice on that, but uh, that's what happened there. The Bible says we are totally covered. And so, in fact, we can do anything without risking our eternal future. But, as the verses say, we respond differently because Jesus has done so much for us. We don't have to respond differently. Uh, and what we do doesn't earn us our salvation because that's already dealt with. It's already guaranteed. A few years ago, uh, I can't remember which member of the family it was, I don't know, it might have been you, gave me a Hotel Chocolat a hot chocolate velvetizer. It makes really, really nice hot chocolate. And, uh, but after about six months, it started making a really strange sound. So I phoned up their customer support and I was told the guarantee was only valid for 12 months. Well that was okay because I'd only had it for six. But they also said it was only valid if I only used their hot chocolate flakes and no other make. That was okay as well because up to that point I had. Um, but God's guarantees are not like that. 
There is no time limit on it and it's not conditional on what we have done or not done. The reason that we live differently to those who don't know Jesus is not to earn our salvation or to make God love us or accept us somehow, but out of gratitude for what he's done for us so that we can know him more and so that we can become the people that God designed us to be. Another aspect of this guarantee is that it isn't just for the future, although in this passage it talks about end of verse 30 being saved on the day of redemption so you know that's that's quite important isn't it that that happens but actually the guarantee runs from the day we come to Jesus and surrender our lives to him it is uh, it's not a time dated guarantee um, this guarantee starts now it's our relationship with God now and as well as his kingdom now and in the future so the guarantee is actually for this life as much as it is for the future. So here are three suggestions. First one, don't make God sad. So in the passage, verse 30, it says, don't bring God's sorrow to God's Holy Spirit by the way you live. Other versions talk about not grieving the Holy Spirit. Um, the message translation says, don't grieve God, don't break his heart. We want to please the one who loves us so much and has done so much for us. The other verses there list some of the things that make God sad. They sadden him because those things pull us away from relationship with him and also from relationship with other people. They damage us and they hurt other people. What the Bible outlines as wrong is harmful to us, to our relationship with God and to other people and it makes God sad to see us follow such destructive behaviour. So let's not make God sad as it says here. The second thing is to become who you are. We want to live from our true identity as children of God who have moved from darkness to light and that's why it says get rid of you know, there are old things, things that are not part of us anymore that we can get rid of, things that reflect the darkness and not the light, that harm us rather than heal, heal that push us away from God rather than pulling us close to the heart of God. And then it says, instead, so we're letting go of some stuff, instead be kind to each other, tender-hearted, forgiving one another, just as God through Christ has forgiven you. Now there's much more that could be added to that list, but those are things to do with our heart response to God and to each other. Our hearts need to reflect Jesus and become more like his. And so we become more of who God has created us to be as we start to follow these things. And then the third thing is to let go and to take on. Uh, back in verse 30 again, do not bring sorrow to God's Holy Spirit by the way you live. There are things to do with the way we live that we need to let go of. Uh, or other things that have got such a grip on us that we need to prize that grip off. Whether it's a, a full-blown addiction or something not as serious as that, we need to get it off us so that we can become 
the people that God created us to be and so we can start to grow in the freedom of these godly things that we would like to see in our lives. So this is about the way we live. This is about the way we're responding to what God has done for us. So here's one thing that I've been thinking about recently. Um, and it's come up in a number of different situations. But, for example, Mark 10:45 says that Jesus came to serve rather than to be served and to give his life. That is a direct challenge to our self-centered attitudes that are so prevalent in Western society. And having chatted to people, I wonder if they have increased significantly since lockdown. I did it my way is the anthem of godlessness and the opposite of what Jesus did. Instead, Jesus could say in John 5.19 that he only did what he saw the Father doing because he lived a surrendered life. Chatting with friends who are involved in things like mini rugby or rowing for juniors, that kind of thing, there is a clear shift since lockdown that parents don't want to get involved in helping like they used to. They just don't want to drop their children and leave. And it's quite a marked shift and it's, it's making it very difficult for all the junior sports. Chatting to other church leaders, there's a similar dynamic in churches since lockdown, following this trend in society that people don't want to get involved, they don't want to help, uh, they don't want to uh, serve in the way that they used to, and uh, they just want to be served. And so one of the churches that we were talking to, they are increasingly moving to the point of paying people to do all the things on Sunday. So they pay people to do their kids' program, they pay people to do youth, um, but <laughs> that's not sustainable for any church, it's certainly not one our size. Uh, John Wimber, the founder of the Vineyard, used to say, you know, when you come, you come to serve, you know, bring a shovel, come and get involved, come and uh, join in with what's going on. Jesus' attitude and the teaching of the Bible challenges what we're seeing in culture as people who follow Jesus who want, we want to follow him into serving and helping wherever we see a need Philippians 2 verse 5 we've got up on the screen you must have the same attitude that Christ Jesus had though he was God he didn't think of equality with God as something to hold on to instead he gave up his divine privileges he took the humble position of a slave and was born as a human being. When he appeared in human form, he humbled himself in obedience to God and died a criminal's death on a cross. A series of humbling himself again and again and again for our sake. When we let go of our agenda and selfish ambition, letting go of, our, of putting ourselves first and our needs first, then we're free to live the life that Jesus lived and we become more like him more spiritual we become deeper uh, more loving we become whole so don't be shaped by society but by the life of Jesus flowing through you 
The most important thing to remember from today is the rock-solid, timeless and unlimited guarantee that God has given us. We are his children and nothing can change that. He loves us and nothing can change that. His promises are for us today, no matter what, what happened yesterday or might what, hap might what happen in the future. Judgment is dealt with and there is no condemnation either now or in the future because of what Jesus has done for us. And so we choose to live differently. When we hear that critical voice uh, that comes to say you're not spiritual enough, you're too sinful, you can agree because we all are in our human nature but Jesus has dealt with that that's why he came that's why he died for you and he has guaranteed a different future to the one that we deserve God's guarantee has already kicked in and is effective so that nothing can change our status with him nothing will change his love for us and that's why we live differently out of gratitude and to become the true children of God and uh, to be the people that he has created us to be. So next time those lies come along just kick them into touch to use a rugby metaphor. I wonder what the score is but anyway. <laughs> Good, thank you. <laughs> Well, I know eternally we win, but it's nice to know that there are some battles that we win as well. <laughs> Thank you.